Hello people, how are you? Welcome to today's edition of More Than A Mother podcast live and in person. I am really excited for today. I don't think we've talked about this topic on the podcast before. So I am excited for today and I'm going to welcome Welcome everyone. Hope my signal is good. Hello, how are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Welcome, Megan, to the More Than Mother podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Oh, you are joining us all the way from Canada. So that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you from? I am in Delaware. So Kirsten. Okay. Yes. Okay. Delaware. Awesome. Yeah, so we are going to go ahead and jump right on in. So welcome everyone to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am back with you again for another episode. Today in the guest chair, I have Megan, who is joining me with a very exciting topic that I don't think we have ever talked about on this show. However, before we get into all that, Megan, if you could just take some time and introduce yourself to our audience, tell us just a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah. Um, so my name is Megan and I am a mom of four and I am a wife. I'm also a registered nurse and I've been an online health and wellness coach for about seven years. But the last couple of years, I have really just been passionate about helping women understand the energies of their cycle and how to use their cycle as a roadmap to be living a more present, calm, and productive life. That's wonderful. And I like that because we don't really think about, we know that our cycles impact us a lot because I always tell people, we probably get like maybe two good weeks a month. That's about it. That's what I kind of tell people. So I really am excited to dive into all of this. So before we jump into that, if you could just kind of walk us through what was kind of your journey that put you on this path that you're on to be talking about cycle syncing and all of that, what was that path like for you? Yeah, yeah. I'll take you back like a few years ago because I was like, I was a lot like most women. I was doing all of the things. Um, I had to-do lists that were miles long. I felt like there were never enough hours in the day. And I was just sort of stuck on this hamster wheel of going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And I really wore busy like it was a badge of honor. And I was proud of the fact that I could do all the things on very little sleep, and I, I loved kind of celebrating myself with that. And I thought that it meant that I was a good mom. I must be doing something right, because isn't that how we're supposed to feel as mothers? We're supposed to feel depleted and exhausted, overwhelmed and burnt out. Like, that's what the memes tell us that we should be feeling. So I figured, well, I must be doing something right. And at the same time, I was also taking, you know, pretty good care of myself. I had, you know, a fitness routine. I was eating healthy. I had a morning routine. I was doing all the things, but I was doing it from a place of like checking the boxes. So, you know, got my workout in check, eating healthy, check, morning meditation, check, check, check. And I just felt sort of disconnected from all of it and from myself and from everyone around me. 
And I didn't really ever want to um, pay any attention to my cycle. But I sort of kept like these, these moments throughout the month kept coming up. And I'm sure a lot of, a lot of women can relate to this. You know, you're feeling really good some weeks. You're feeling energetic and you're feeling attractive and confident and things just sort of are happening easily and effortlessly in your life. And, you know, it's easy to be eating clean and you're energetic and you're moving your body. Everything just feels like sunshine and rainbows. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's the complete opposite. You don't want to be around anyone. You're questioning your marriage. You're questioning your business. You're questioning if you like your kids. Everything just feels a little bit harder and more uncomfortable. And I was sick of beating myself up when I would feel that way. And instead of relating it to my cycle, I would self-sabotage. And I would say to myself, like, Megan, what is wrong with you? You have no reason to be feeling this way. Put your big girl pants on and get going. And I was constantly trying to push myself to do things that didn't feel right, that I didn't have the energy for. But I just, I, I was on that hamster wheel of going and doing that I was not even going to allow myself permission to slow down. And the idea of cycle syncing, you know, kept popping up. I was reading books about it. I was, you know, hearing conversations like I, it was meant to come into my life, but I really resisted it because I did not want to use my period as an excuse as to why I could not be and do all the things. I did not want to become that person who said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on my period. I can't do anything. I'm just going to throw my jogging pants on and, and watch Netflix for five days. Like, I didn't want to have a reason as to why I couldn't keep up with this level of productivity. But at the same time, I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I was depleted. I was irritable. And I was not present at all. So I finally dove into cycle thinking, I just said, all right, fine, I'll, I'll see what this is about. I'll see if, you know, my cycle really has anything to do with how I'm living my life. And once I dove in, my eyes were opened up and there's no going back once you understand this information. And once you know, you can't unknow it. Yes. And I can't wait to learn more about it. I wanted to touch on, however, as you said, you were exhausted, overwhelmed. You were wearing busy as a badge of honor because I feel like a lot of people really do wear busyness kind of like with pride, like there's this martyr syndrome. But then what we don't realize, especially as moms, as women, that doing all of this, it really has a negative impact on us because we wind up miserable, burnt out. And it's really not a badge of honor. And, and I made a post earlier this week how busy doesn't equal important. And for some reason, by society or however it is, for some reason, we have uh, measured ourselves against how busy we are. Like, I have to be busy to be productive. I have to be busy to be important. If I say I'm busy, then I matter when really busyness is just that busy culture to me is toxic. Yeah, I agree. And we don't ever, we always, we only celebrate 
when we're busy and we celebrate and put on a pedestal these, you know, women who are doing it all. And instead, we never are celebrating women who are creating space in their life and women who have ease and flow in their day and women who are delegating and creating that freedom in their life. That's what we should be celebrating. But instead, we're celebrating this this toxic culture, like you mentioned. Yes, definitely. We definitely should. So as you were learning about um, cycle thinking, as you were kind of on this, I'll call it personal development journey as going from kind of busy to this confidence level of peace. What were you experiencing any type of internal struggles or challenges as you were making this transition? Um, I guess the only sort of struggle that I felt was like, but what if, like, what if I can't get it all done? What if my business starts to fail because I'm not hustling all the time? Um, you know, what if I, I, you know, gain weight because I'm not working out at the level that I was? Or what if, um, you know, my, my pants don't fit because now all of a sudden I'm listening to my body more about what my body needs to eat instead of following a really strict plan. So there was sort of like that fear and almost like lack mindset that I had towards it. But honestly, it felt so exciting and freeing. It was almost like cycle syncing was this big permission slip that I had been waiting my whole life for someone to hand me and just say like, you can do less and have more. You can actually listen to your body and what it's trying to tell you. And you are going to feel really good because the reality is we should be feeling really good all month long. We're not a design flaw. We weren't, you know, slapped with a curse, you know, mother nature or the universe or God, whoever our creator is, they didn't just, you know, say like, let's really screw these women over. Let's give them this like terrible thing every single month that they're going to have to deal with. Like, let's watch them suffer every single month. Do we really believe that that's true? Or what if we were given this incredible gift and a roadmap, like I mentioned before, but it's just, we have not been using it the way that our cycle was actually designed. That's an amazing perspective. And I love how it's really a mindset shift. Like, I feel like I'm being so enlightened during this because I'm one of those people like, oh my goodness, there are two great weeks a month as you see as I started out. And I love how going through this process, you have been able to, as you said, give yourself that permission to feel good, that freedom and that freeing experience. And really a lot of people stay stuck because of those fears that you mentioned, because there is the unknown, what's on the other side, what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. So a lot of people do stay stuck in that fear, but you're an example. And as a lot of women are examples that if you push past that fear and just go for it and take those steps, then you never know what is on the other side. Yeah. So I am excited to dive in. So for all the people that are listening that perhaps are like, okay, what is cycle syncing? They're talking about cycle sync. I have no idea what this is. Can you just give us, explain to us what cycle syncing is? Yeah, so cycle syncing is really using your cycle and the four phases that we go through every single month as women. Yes, there are four phases. And tweaking our lifestyle, so our nutrition, our movement, our to-do lists, um, you know, the way we parent, the way we, we are doing things in our home, like literally every area of your life. So changing that up 
depending on which phase of your cycle. So really just honoring where your hormone levels are and where your energy levels are. And this doesn't have to be a complicated thing that you need to learn and you need to research. And it's not this added thing to your plate now. It's actually a way for you to remove a lot on your plate. Because as you will learn in this in this conversation, hopefully, is that you can start to take advantage of our high energy phases that we have and also take advantage of the lower energy phases that we have and start to do things a little bit differently depending on which phase that you are in. So most women know about our menstrual phase. That's when we're bleeding. And it's typically, you know, when women are, you know, it's not something that they look forward to. And also we know about a time in our month where we are most fertile. So our ovulatory phase. That's usually what most people know about their cycle. And for me, that was all I knew. And now that I'm done having children, for me, my cycle was never something that I needed to even pay attention to because I'm not trying to conceive a child. I don't need to worry about getting pregnant now. So really, it's kind of useless for me, or so I thought. But the thing is, we go through four completely different phases. And the incredible thing is, is that we are literally a different version of ourselves in each of those four phases. And I hope that that feels, it might feel kind of scary for some women, but I hope that it also feels like, oh, okay, so I'm not crazy. I am not like this like psycho who is feeling like, which version of myself am I today? It is okay. We are hormonal and that is a beautiful thing. It does not mean that we are crazy. So I can just like dive into the four phases if you'd like, or if you've got any questions popping up so far. I was, yeah, I was just going to say that I love how you just said we are hormonal and that's okay. That's all I wanted to say on that. And I was definitely about to actually go ahead and dive into the four phases, but I did want to just emphasize that part. We are not crazy. We are hormonal and it's okay. Yes. Now, if you could just tell us about the four phases. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with you know, there isn't like a first phase because everything is cyclical. So we're going to start with when your bleed ends, you are going into what's called your follicular phase. Now, don't get too hung up on all the terms and words that maybe you've never heard before, but this is essentially your spring phase. So the cool thing about our cycle is it is very much in alignment with mother nature. So we go through four seasons, we also go through four seasons every single month as women. So the follicular phase right after your bleed stops is your spring phase. This lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days. And honestly, it's exactly what spring feels like. It is exciting. It's like this renewed energy and um, ideas are coming to surface and you're feeling creative and just optimistic. And I always say it's like when Dorothy hits the yellow brick road in the Wizard of Oz and she's just like skipping along all excited. That's really what the energy of this phase is like. And you just feel lighter and you feel attractive and hopeful and really excited. And then as you move into what's called the ovulatory phase, so this is our summer phase, this this is when our energy levels are at their absolute highest. So this is typically when women feel really good and we love this phase. We're, we're feeling confident. And I always say like, this is when things come into your life 
really easily and things just seem to be working out for you. You can fly through your to-do list with ease. You're, you know, connected with your children. You're connected with your spouse and your loving life. Everything just feels really, really good in the ovulatory phase. The important thing to realize, the ovulatory phase is only about three to five days long. It's a short phase And that's our very powerful, like, go, do, be all the things. The problem is, though, is we're trying to live in this high energy phase all month long. So no wonder we as women are depleted and exhausted and irritable and burnt out. We're not meant to go at that pace all month long. We have a season for it. We have a phase for it. And it's actually not that long which scares women, but just hear me out, hear me out. So after the ovulatory phase, we go into what's called the luteal phase. And this is essentially fall. So again, think of what comes up when you think about fall. It's getting a little bit colder. You're starting to like go into that nesting phase a little bit. You're finishing up projects. You're organizing. Like, Have you ever had that overwhelming urge to like, organize your linen closet like you literally cannot do anything else until you organize that linen closet and it feels so good to do it whereas if you tried to do that in a different phase like in your spring phase or your summer phase you'd be like a little squirrel trying to do way too many things and there's no way you could concentrate on that kind of a task so the ovulatory phase or sorry the luteal phase is it's one of my favorite phases because it really just It brings us down a notch. It grounds us. And it's sort of our feminine energy takes over. Whereas in the spring and summer phase that we were just talking about, it's really a masculine energy. It's like the doing, the going, the like getting things done, taking action. And then the luteal phase is more of that feminine energy. So that, you know, taking a step back, feeling a bit more grounded, evaluating things and, you know, completing some tasks. And of course, you want your nutrition to follow along in these phases as well. So think of fall, more comforting foods, more warming foods, more heartier, um, earthier type foods, whereas in the spring and summer is more like vibrant and fresh and light foods. So salads and stir fries and smoothies, that's what your body really responds to in those summer and spring phases and then the luteal phase is more of those like roasted root veggies and you know the heavier carbohydrates and the more comforting type foods and then we head into winter which is of course our menstrual phase so our menstrual phase is such a magical time if you allow it to be And this is when you really want to take as much off your plate as possible. And I know that women are like, well, I can't. I have to do all the things. Like, I can't possibly just take things off my list. But I assure you, you can. Of course, there are some things that we can't take off of our list when we're in our menstrual phase. Like, I get it. I'm a nurse. I work shift work. Sometimes I have to work a night shift during my menstrual phase. My boss is really not going to like it if I call in and say, like, sorry, I'm in my menstrual phase. I can't show up tonight. So there's things you can't take off your list, but there is a lot that you can. And once you start taking advantage of those higher energy phases, you're going to just naturally start to see 
that you have less to do when you're in your menstrual phase. And so it's just sort of this organic thing that starts to happen. And you'll be like, oh, I have a little bit more space now that I'm in my menstrual phase. And this is when you really want to nurture your body and take care of your body. Think about what's happening in your menstrual phase. Like, just think about it. Your body is shedding, aligning. It is going through this intense process. And for most of us, or for me anyways, I was trying to just push through, get up at 5 a.m., do a cardio workout, restrict my calories, do all the things, host a play date, host a dinner party, like go, 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 go. And I was not honoring my energy levels or my hormones or my cycle. And of course, that pops up with all kinds of symptoms, right? When we're not living in alignment with our cycle, this is when we see things like PMS. PMS is not normal. We should not be having spotting for days. We should not be having crazy cramps that we need to take Tylenol for or have a hot water pack on our belly or call in sick for work. We shouldn't have out-of-control cravings and bloating and really sore breasts. PMS is not normal. It's a sign that you are not living in alignment with your cycle. Wow, and that that's powerful because I'm at my age, that's probably the first time I've heard someone say that PMS is not normal because that's what you're taught from the time you get your cycle as a young girl, as a teenager, that you're going to have PMS. This is just part of the process. It comes with the territory. But to hear you say that it's not normal and that this can be kind of regulated if you get into alignment with your cycle, that right there to me is empowering in itself because it's kind of giving us some of that power back over something that's happening to our body and getting into that alignment kind of allows us to kind of have that, I don't want to say power, but be in kind of oversee it and know what's happening so we can identify these things and adapt and adjust as needed. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, it is what it is and this is, this is my life and nothing I can do about it. It's time for us to take our power back. It's time for us to realize we were in control of how we feel and it only takes a few sort of tweaks and, you know, some very simple changes that can make the biggest difference in how we feel. Awesome. Before we get into tips, I did see a question pop up that I wanted to address while we're on this topic. Someone mm-hmm. asked, how, how can you identify this when you don't have your period anymore? Yeah, so this is, um, this is a loaded question. So I'll just kind of very briefly, but um, you know, you can always come to my page and get some more information on this type of thing after. But so if someone is not experiencing a bleed, which can be for a variety of reasons, what you can do, and this might sound really crazy, <laughs> but you can start to align yourself with the phases of the moon. So we as women are very much in tune with the, lo- the lunar phases and, and the, the phases that the moon goes through. It goes through four distinct phases just like we do, and it's not a coincidence. So you will have to kind of play around with this and you know do some tracking of how you're feeling throughout the month to get a really good idea of where you're at in comparison to the moon. But if you can figure out, 
you know, when the next full moon is or when the next new moon is, you can start to align yourself. So I don't actually know. I'm trying to think of when our last full moon was. I think we should be coming up to a full moon, I believe. Um, but the full moon is typically your ovulatory phase. And the new moon is typically the menstrual phase for women. So if you can just kind of remember that and then just, you know, pay attention to the moon phases and pay attention to what your energy is sort of like and, and what you're feeling and just really be in tune with your body, you'll start to realize where you're at in accordance with the moon, if that makes sense. And then you can still follow along with living this cyclical lifestyle, which I think is extremely important for women to be living this lifestyle because rest is important. It's important for our children to see us slow down during the month and not just be constantly going, 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 going into burnout. So I hope that, I hope that helps. It's, that's a whole other conversation. Well, that, that's very helpful. Just that preliminary information. Cause we don't think about when we go back to, as you said, mother nature and you put that, how we're in tune with mother nature, we don't, make that connection just in general thought unless someone is telling us hey your body is tends to be in sync with what's happening in mother nature so let's look at the move it makes so much sense when you say it because of how nature and everything works in our bodies and all that it makes a lot of sense when you say it but it's not something that we would just generally think of so thank you for sharing that yeah you're welcome now if we have someone that is like okay i want to start cycle thinking, I want to dive into all this, what are some tips that you could perhaps give someone as a starting point? Yeah, well, first of all, if you head to my, um, the link in my bio right now, I actually have a freebie in there that will take you through how to actually get started with cycle thinking. Mm -hmm. But the, the really important thing to realize first and foremost is you need to start tracking. You need to just start getting aware of your body and start to listen to her. And it might be the first time that you've actually, you know, thought about like really listening to what your body is saying and what it's experiencing. So grab a journal, grab a notebook, write it on your calendar. If you don't actually know when your last period was, which is totally normal. Like I remember going to my doctor for my yearly physical and on the way there, you know, I'd be like, oh shoot, like when was my last period? I know they're going to ask me. Um, I, I had it when we were out to dinner that one night, where was that? And I would like look back on my calendar. Like that's how I was tracking it. Right. So no shame if you don't know, but start to pay attention and start to track it. So if you can figure out when your last period was, you'll be able to sort of figure out where you are in your phase sorry, where you're at in your cycle based on the four phases. So the spring, summer, fall, and winter being your menstrual phase. So start to just pay attention. How are you feeling the week after your period? How do you feel sort of mid-cycle? How do you feel the week before your period? Because that's typically when women experience those PMS symptoms and really that's when they feel like they're suffering the most and they go into sort of like this dark place, that's that's not normal. And you don't have to feel like that. It's just your hormones are at their lowest. Estrogen, which has this masking effect, is not there anymore. So you're just feeling things at like its raw 
and realness. And it's just feeling like 10 times worse than what things might feel in a couple of weeks, if that makes a bit of sense. But really just getting clear on tracking and, and how you're feeling. And then what I always like to tell women, like a great place to start, and this is probably because it's where I started, is with your movement. So if you're somebody who has a workout routine and, and movement is part of your daily routine, changing that up throughout the month is so important because our energy levels are not the same in each phase and our body's not designed to do the same things in each of the four phases. So when you're in your spring phase, so that's right after your period, so your follicular phase, this is when you are, you're just like open to new things. So try like a dance class Go out for a hike with friends. Go swim. Um, go for a big bike ride. Like just do something, you know, out of the norm that you would normally do for movement. And then in your ovulatory phase, this is when you can do the hit and the cardio and those really intense type of workouts. You don't want to be doing those intense type of workouts leading up to your period. It's going to backfire. It is going to cause the stress hormone cortisol to increase in your body, which creates inflammation in, in your body. It can lead to weight gain and muscle wasting. So for those women who are just like hitting the treadmill or hitting the pavement day after day, all month long, and feeling frustrated with lack of results or even weight gain, it's because you're not taking your cycle into consideration. And then as you move into fall, which is that luteal phase leading right up to your bleed, that's when you want to do some resistance training. Your body is primed to develop those lean, long muscles in, in the luteal phase, plus work on your flexibility. So do things like um, yoga and Pilates and any type of like um, stretch, stretching type workout. And then in your menstrual phase, this is when you want to just take it right down. You want to do nothing or go for a walk or, you know, instead of getting up and working out, stay in bed a little longer or do a nice long meditation or just sit in silence, whatever you want to do. But that's not the time for you to be doing a workout. That is time for you to be really just nurturing and taking care of your body and listening to it. So that's where I started because it was like, the easiest thing. And that's also where I felt I was sabotaging because I was getting so frustrated with myself because, you know, last week I was doing such a great job in my workouts. I was, you know, start to finish high energy levels. I felt amazing. And then this week I'm trying to do the same workout and I'm pausing it. I'm like half-assing it. I'm quitting halfway through, and then I feel like a failure because I can never stick to anything, and I knew this was going to happen, and I suck, and then I go into the kitchen, and I start self-sabotaging, and it just was this constant wheel of self-sabotage, and cycle syncing has completely changed that for me, and it's changed it for so many women that I work with. That is very empowering, and I love the tips of how you start with kind of tracking, because a lot of us don't, a lot of women don't pay attention to how we're feeling, so that right there is going to cause 
a kind of a slowdown because like, okay, I need to be intentional. I need to get into alignment. I need to check in with myself. And it's yes. amazing how many people do not check in with themselves on a daily basis. Like, how am I feeling? What am I experiencing? So that right there in itself is powerful. And then also starting with the movement because listening to you, I can definitely relate to the, you have the high energy, you're going hard, exercising, and you're trying to maintain that pace throughout the month. And now hearing you tell all of us it's not normal and it is okay. What you experience is how you're supposed to feel. You're not supposed to keep up that same pace. So don't beat yourself up. Don't self-sabotage. Just kind of make those adjustments. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. So what ways would you say that cycle syncing kind of helped or can help improve productivity? Well, I think that once you understand the four different phases and, and understanding that there are, you know, high energy phases and lower energy phases, you can take advantage of that. So for me, I plan out, you know, we, we're, we're good at planning out our month. I think for a lot of women, especially if you're in business, you typically get to the month's end and you're like, all right, what's my plan for next month? And you map it all out and you've got the calendar and it's like, all right, it's good. Everything's there. But what I do is when I'm in my menstrual phase, that's when I do my planning for the next month. So my month doesn't necessarily start on the first. My month starts when my bleed ends because I'm entering a new cycle. I'm entering a new opportunity. I'm entering like a new season. So when I'm in my menstrual phase, I take that time because I've created space in that phase and I have time I take that time to really just think about, okay, what is working well in my life? What's not working well? What went well this past cycle? Um, what didn't go well? What do I want to change up? What's, what's like my, what do I want to create? What's my goal? What am I striving for? That type of thing. I really just take that time to get it all out on paper. I don't take action because you don't want to take action when you're in the menstrual phase, but I just get it all laid out. So that when I go into my follicular phase, my spring phase, right when my period ends, I'm ready to take action. But what I do is I map out the phases of my cycle in my calendar. So I map out when my menstrual phase is going to be, and I like highlight that in a red marker. So I know I'm not going to plan stuff there. Because if we can be more intentional about when we're going to be good at certain things and when certain things are going to feel really hard, we can start to manipulate our calendar and our own schedule as much as possible, right? There's, of course, things we can't, but there's a lot that we can if you're willing to see it that way. And for me, mapping out my menstrual phase and sort of blocking it off, I'm not going to do calls, I'm not going to launch a program, I'm not going to pick up extra shifts. I'm not going to plan that play date for eight kids at my house during that, that phase of my cycle. And then also being aware of, okay, when is my high energy phases? What can I put in there to really capitalize on what I'm working towards? So if you're in business, putting in like your um, program launches during your ovulatory phase, speaking engagements, podcast interviews, creating content, putting those things in specifically throughout the month will help you so much. If you need to do some like book work and behind the scenes stuff, put that in your luteal phase because our brain is going to be so much more focused on like nitty gritty detail 
Because if you tried to do that in your ovulatory phase, when you're like, let's go, I want to do all the things, like you're never going to focus. It's going to feel so uncomfortable to do something like that. So having that awareness of where you're at, what is my, my body wired to do, and how can I manipulate things to take advantage of those phases? Yeah, that is wonderful. I like, I love that. I just love everything about this conversation. <laughs> I feel like I learned so much, but I like that. I'm going to adapt that how you said you start your month when your bleed ends. And that right there to me is empowering because we always think of the months as the first of the month to the end of the month, but recognize it in these phases, I feel will be so much more empowering to women as a whole, including mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Now, I know that you do a lot of free content on Instagram. You also have a paid program and membership. Can you just tell us about how you are helping women and what you do to help women with cycle syncing? Yeah, so I I help you just understand the energies of the four phases that we go through. And I help you align your nutrition and your movement and just all your lifestyle things to your cycle. So I have a DIY program that you can get access to that takes you through all four of the phases and sort of breaks it down into certain categories. Um, I create workout calendars for you to follow along with. I also do offer workouts and nutrition programs as well. Um, and really I'm just, I'm here to support you and just open your eyes to this way of living and this cyclical way of living because I just, I believe that we've been doing it wrong. We have been using this so wrong and we need to take advantage of this gift that we have been given. Yes, and what better way to do it than to do it with someone who has walked the path, been through it, and now is helping us do it as well. So I thank you for sharing all of that. It was just wonderful. So aside from motherhood, what would you say is your has been your most rewarding life experience at of all time? Who can we get the question out? <laughs> oh gosh. Um wow, that is like I think this might sound I don't know how this will sound, but um, you know, of course our default's always like motherhood, like, yes. you know, giving birth to my children. I know. Yes. That's why yeah. I changed the question because doing podcast interviews, I didn't used to say that part, but <laughs> moms would always say motherhood. So that's why I've changed the question intentionally. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, you know, I would say for me, it's been, it's been the ability to grow as a person and being exposed to things like podcasts and personal development because it has helped me to, to grow. I was stuck being the same version of myself and I don't know, you know, it was like one opportunity came into my life and kind of opened my eyes to like, Oh, I don't have to stay where I'm, where I am. I can become someone else. And I have opportunities and I just have to grow, you know, I just have to, you know, if I want to get to a new level in my life, I need to do some personal growth in order to get there. And I think that is such an amazing thing. And yes, it would have been just easier to just like get to the next level, but we can't get to the next level staying the same version. We have to grow and we have to evolve And that has been the biggest gift for me because 
it's just opened my eyes to a completely different way of living and different experiences. Yes, growth is so important in life. So yes, that is very, it's a very rewarding experience. It can be very hard to go through, but yeah. it is oh, yeah. worth it and it is very rewarding. Yeah. So I thank you, Megan, for joining me. This has been a wonderful conversation. You just want to tell everyone where they can connect with you. If you have any offers that you want to give at this time, just anything you'd like to share. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, just come follow me on Instagram right here where you're, where you're watching this right now, or if you're on the podcast, you can follow me at Megan Rempel for on Instagram. I share very vulnerably, sometimes probably more than I need to, uh, especially about where I'm at in my own cycle. But in my stories, I'm constantly sharing and in my feed. And then if you go to the link in my bio, you can also get your hands on that freebie that I was talking about. And it will really get you going. It'll get you started. And that's really is just, it's my mission is just to help women um, open their eyes to this because it's a completely different way of living that so many just have been blind to and it's now time that we all sort of awaken to the power that we have inside of us yes so thank you so much for all that you do we truly appreciate it and truly appreciate all the information that you shared i will be sure to link to all of this in the show notes of the podcast and everyone that's watching the replay on instagram you can follow Megan on Instagram, go to the link in her bio. Everyone that's listening to the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. So thank you again, Megan, for joining me. This has been a wonderful conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye.